Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 372. Take two. Or 200. <laughs> you know how many times we have to record these intros. Uh, we got into it uh, about Dark Phoenix. If by into it you mean we all collectively agree that it's probably a super terrible movie, then yes, we got into it. Super terrible. And none of us have even seen it. We've already made decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, you don't need to say that. Sometimes you just have to believe the internet. Yes. As scary as that is. Uh, we also then were talking Avengers still because there's so much to still talk about. And I'm going to put up that interactive link for the timelines so that people can... Agree with Tony on all his ideas. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll only talk about things that I, I agree with. That is all true. I'm saying is we haven't talked about Avengers enough. There's so many things... That is I true, that is true. So, uh, Doomsday Clock was amazing, so was The Walking Dead. Maneaters was also amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Deceased from DC, super cool. Yeah. Charles does want to talk about what he he read, so... Uh, some turtles. Suspense. Some Damn. turtles. No. <laughs> some turtles. He talked about turtles. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and then uh, some other fun, random randomly news, yeah. Bullshit so. stuff, like always. So with that, uh, sit back and relax and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 372, The Red Badge of Courage. No one can really appreciate my true voice, so I have to pretend to talk like a normal person. And then, when I talk at home, it's always like this, like an announcer. I would introduce you to anybody I found. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you could really keep that up for an entire night, like, like announcer whole... voice, yes, yes, Anthony yes, is going yes. to the fridge, he's going to make a sandwich. You gotta do the, like, the, like, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> the, well, said, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The WrestleMania. Three yes. minutes of playtime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we gotta, like, sometimes have that, like, fade away, like, bone saws ready. <laughs> <laughs> Boys are weird. <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't have your, 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 your voice? No, you don't, don't talk like that at home? No, no. Sometimes yes I slip into an uh, arbitrary British accent. Because <laughs> I just talk like this, like... Ha <laughs> ha, Barbies. Do a Tony impression. Yes. Go. <laughs> I don't have a just Tony impression. Just mix up impression. words. Yeah, no. Bobby it's gibberish. It's drunk gibberish. That's how you sound I like think Tony. You can copy me. You have to be at least four beers deep. Mm-hmm. That's step one. Uh, but that's normal, Tony. Now, if you want to compete voice. and do drunken Tony, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have to start playing a drinking you game. You need like four bottles of single guy to get there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I was not going to talk about. That's not an inside joke. What? <laughs> oh, our listeners know what the single guy yeah. is. <laughs> I was not gonna start off by talking about me this week. I was gonna talk no. about what your vanilla week was. We just yeah, yeah, here we are. While we're on the topic, you know, I'll just talk about myself for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, uh, what I wanted to start off with was I was right once again. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? And does it matter? 
Uh, yes, it does. It matters to you because it's something that you are, are you in talking, love with. Are you going to talk about Phoenix? Maybe. Oh. <laughs> well, if you're going to say that it was going to be terrible, I was in consensus with you about that, like, I don't know, when it was announced. Oh, okay. I thought, you though know, you were like, I'm going to go see it and I'm going to love it. And no. I said, I want, to, I want it to be good. Uh, I don't think it will be. So wait, did you watch it? What, me? Yeah. Fuck no, I said I wasn't going to. Yeah. I just have everything I've heard on the interwebs. Terrible. Is, terrible fucking movie. It's, it's so terrible. it's out now and people have seen it. Yeah. Yes. We haven't seen it. it. It has grossed, what? 33 million. Domestically. Opening. 107 in a million internationally. In a weekend. Which the Secret is... Life of Pets 2 opened with 48 million this past yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, um. Did you watch the first one? For, oh, life life yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, I've watched it a bajillion times. With the oh, I got confused. bored, turned it off. Really? Yeah. What? I just, I was like, mm, it's not for me. He oh. knew, he already knew their secret lives, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, this is old news. Why is there a movie about it? This is on Wikipedia, guys. No, this is the lowest uh, a franchise yeah. has ever opened. Uh, can you guess which movie had the title range? I beforehand? actually looked it up, but Last Stand. No. No. Uh, is it an X? Secret Life yeah. Pets one. The Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. The Wolverine, Wolverine Origins, but not the Wolverine because that was the second Wolverine movie. So, yeah, that yeah, the one samurai one with the bad yeah. Deadpool. Yes, and uh, Banshee. Yeah, because that had uh, opened with uh, about forty-five million domestically. So, uh, or fi- no, fifty-three million. So holy shit! Yeah, Wolverine Origins fifty-three million. And that movie was terrible. Oh, that was the that's the worst that I would think. So somehow this is people are even comparing not just with the money wise of the box office, but reviewing yeah. it. They're saying that had a better story. Twenty nine percent was its critical Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, the movie. And the weirdest thing is that cause I I haven't seen it. My dad's in Poland right now on work, and he texted me yesterday, and he's like, "Hey, I just got out of the Dark Phoenix, and why is it that every time I go see one of these X Men movies?" Now I just feel empty when I leave yeah. the movie. Sad. Well, they, I was like, that's sounds a really like you went to go see a proctologist. <laughs> I just got out of the dark so penis. This, this movie was written <laughs> and directed the by the same guy who wrote The Last Stand. The last time they did the dark, mm-hmm. and The Last Stand was like incredible compared to this. I thought I'm glad you finished that sentence with compared to this because I was going to be like, <laughs> mm-hmm. what? Wait a <laughs> <laughs> this. Yeah. No. Uh, my child actually went and saw it, and he is usually. Um, negative on most things that he watches because he's a teenager and he was Mm -hmm. very negative about this but i actually believe him this time uh he said to me it was a movie about dark phoenix but everybody else was the more important characters in the movie well that's one of the big things and the issues of it is the dark phoenix saga was jean gray's saga there were characters around but it was kind of through her eyes where everything that i've read about this movie is you have this person wanting to do this or this person wanting to do this and it takes away the focus from Jean Grey. Yeah. Secondly, also that they already showed the Phoenix showing up in, in X-Men Apocalypse yeah. because uh, Charles was keeping that part hidden from her in her mind and yet somehow it shows up here. So a lot of continuity errors. Right. Uh, also the Jessica Chastain character, the one they would not name and everyone was like, oh, it's the physical embodiment of the Phoenix. That's what she sees when she's talking to the Phoenix. Or maybe it's a really cool gender swap sinister or some bullshit like that. No, it's, she's nobody. No, she's literally she, just no, a... She's, no, she's, she's Vuk. She's the leader of the Dabari. Who the fuck cares about <laughs> that? They're, they're the, they're the sh- shape-shifting uh, 
they've been in the comics, but they're so obscure. That yeah, no one cares. Would have been better if she was a, a scroll or something. Shiar, maybe. Well, very much so. Why was it not Lalandra? <laughs> That's uh, exactly what I said. But are you happy about this because of the potential that they can just start over? And well, they're probably just gonna start over. I don't want to see anything. I don't have hopes of things sucking because I want to enjoy them. Right. Yeah. Um, I hope that once it sucks once, they will rectify that and stop sucking as much. That's what they've been trying to do. I don't understand. But these guys are fucking (laughs) sluts. They just keep going at it and keep sucking, and it sucks. I don't know why they hired the same guy that fucked over the Phoenix last time to do the Phoenix story again. Yeah. I think they probably had the... Well, he knows what he did wrong last time, so he'll do better this time, which is... (laughs) is Every teenage that's ever yeah. gotten in trouble, it's been like, oh, you broke the rules <laughs> once, you'll never do it again. I won't do okay. it again. I won't do it again. Yeah, yeah. I believe Guaranteed. you. And then <laughs> here we are ne- next week. Yeah, did, this... did it again. Okay. Five days later. One, one of the bigger things, too, and they showed in the trailer Mystique dying. Yeah. Like, holy shit, that was probably not something you... Yeah, it's no They haven't learned they from... They never showed us that. Well, Disney and Marvel and anything Disney does now is so good at their trailers of... They put, put in, in fake stuff, stuff that, yeah. To, or they know what parts to show to give you a sense of what the story's about. They do put in fake but stuff. But they aren't putting in, like, even, I'm not even seeing a lot of the last battles in some of these. With the Avengers, as we talked about before, they only showed the first 15 minutes pretty much in that trailer. And you thought, holy shit, they showed a lot. Yeah, they didn't show you anything. Oh, right, yeah, Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> You guys didn't pick up on that? Okay. No, no, no. I saw it. From the trailer? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. However, though, them showing a lot of stuff that happened in this movie is kind of a bummer. But then also that they all want to save Jean Grey because that's what Mystique wanted. Like, who the fuck cares? Jennifer Lawrence? No. Like... Isn't that isn't the reason that she died in it? Kind of because Jennifer Lawrence wanted out, didn't want to do it anymore. She hasn't wanted to do it for a while. Oh yeah. Well, please no more. Please I no don't more. Think a lot of people more? wanted okay. to do this for How much a while. Money? She probably met up with the writer. And was like, hey, you know, it'd be like a really good plot point is if <laughs> my character just died. Kind of saying, is Magneto a good guy again? <laughs> gets, or is he please, a bad guy again? Because he's flip flopped in every single fucking he, movie. He did not say that part. He was very angry at the movie as a whole, more so than normal. Probably because he knew I would have been angry at the movie, too. He's so both, he was, like, angry for me. He's both a good guy and a bad guy yeah. in every movie. You don't have to worry about Ma- it. Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what he is until he shows up on scene and then picks a role, and then as soon as he's off scene again, he's wow. in a super Magneto position. Magneto always thinks he's the good guy, so... I mean, I guess... That's what for Michael Fassbender. Do, right? for... They think they're the good guy. The best yeah. villains. Yeah. The best yeah. villains, yeah. But even then, oh, it's... I'm sorry for the cast. Like, I'm not mad at the cast at all. Just like I wasn't mad at Game of Thrones cast. It's the writing. Here it is. Here we are. There's... Oh. Let go. (laughs) I did did tell him. I was like, don't we have something new to be mad about? Because he sent me, uh, or he tagged me in some some fucking Game of Thrones meme this week. And I was like, don't we have something new to be mad about now? (laughs) Well, it's not so much to be mad about. It's that you can be happy again because Chernobyl exists. That's the ongoing thing right now. It's like, we can just forget about everything else. Chernobyl exists. That is just so save us. It's kind of a weird statement to make without knowing the context. I guess if you didn't know there was a television show. Thank God (laughs) Chernobyl. (laughs) Boy, life just wouldn't be the same if we didn't have a near disaster that killed all of us. Uh, Definitely go check that out, though. Uh, Great show. Chernobyl. Yes. It it made me like HBO again. 
Or I, there... I watched all of the new Black Mirror this weekend. Oh, how was that? Isn't it only three episodes? <sighs> it is three episodes, and it's less futuristic than the ones we've seen before. So they and, put um, all that money in the band. Less futuristic? Less futuristic. Technology is still part of it, as they are, but it... The first one was super crazy. I suggest everybody watching that one. It has Anthony Mackie in it. It has to do video games and virtual reality and yeah, sex. Yeah, but so um, basically, like it's it's our reality plus a futuristic device. Yeah. So that's what you mean, right? Yeah. 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 Not there, as the, futuristic. Got the it. The tech is something that you could almost see existing today. Real soon. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. Not Although they far, did no. use those things, you know, that they put up at the side of the head to do the virtual reality. They They've did, used. Okay. They've used those in previous episodes. Yeah, sure. They yeah. used those again in. I would in these, love that because ones. my virtual reality headset, I don't even have to play an intense game, and I'm sweating because it's like twelve pounds sitting on my <laughs> head, and it's con- just forcing all of this heat into my face. And so, so at least I, the neck injuries. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm tripping tra- over your cat. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be like Neo no, over here flipping cats. guns, and I'm kicking my cat and then <laughs> punching my walls, and yeah. it's not good. Uh, there is a Miley Cyrus version of a chess. Nine Inch Nails song <laughs> in one chess. of these episodes, which is super crazy to listen to. Is she in one of them, or is she it is. just a song? No, oh. she's in it. She plays a, a very much a Miley Cyrus, this Hannah Montana sort of character. But what? The suspense is killing you. That's why. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see Miley Cyrus. I just don't want to. Oh, I have a. You watch on one her. and two. Just skip three. It's the third one. Okay. Just skip that one. I'm gonna end up watching it, but I just don't want to. Right. Before pulling this back like, into comic book realm, <laughs> I will say one other thing, just to say that people should watch it. It's not in the comic book realm, but it's something that you need to watch uh, when they see us. Game of Thrones it's on Netflix. <laughs> it is. Wow. It's about the Central Park Five. Yes, and the injustice of that case, as well as pointing out the injustice of the justice system. And Mm -hmm. that's all I'll say on it. It was really well done. It kept me riveted, and that's pretty much what I stayed home on a Saturday night and did this weekend. Oh, you're so woke. It's so controversial. (laughs) Don't ever use that word You're so woke, Tony. Oh, actually, no, and another one I'd say too, Good Omens, which kind of we can kind of tie into comic books. It's written by Neil Gaiman. And Terry Pratchett. Yep. And holy shit, was that riveting. Yeah. Good show. Six, uh, a little over six hours, six episodes on Amazon. Pretty much gone, like, over all the streaming services now with all these uh, shows we've been talking about. It is just so well done. And Mm -hmm. uh, going from, from the book and the craziness... Uh, for people that haven't read it but have probably heard of another movie, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which was not Terry Pratchett or Neil Gaiman, but the way that certain things mm-hmm. are explained, this is kind of the nuance that go on tangents yes. of things. I actually, that or Dirk Gently, either one of those properties, if you've watched either one of those, it's a very similar feel to to that. It's really good. Yeah, I, I, I just hope it's not like a cheesy way of explaining things with like a narrator like pushing daisies. You seen that? There is a narrator. She's British. He's British. She, well, they're all she, British. Yeah. All the actors. Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide had to the Galaxy uh, had a uh, had a narrator. Right? Yeah. yeah, and that was it was fun. It's like that. Yeah, okay. so it's like that. Right. Yeah, they small antecedent like yeah. type things of. It's and the, it's a non character doing it too. It's oh, not like it's okay. Good. So they're like the narrator character, like in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh-huh. Whereas in Pushing Daisies, wasn't it one of the characters who was the narrator? Uh, I don't really remember yeah. that actually. That was idiocracy. I think that worked well for that yeah. because it, the the best narrator comes in with timely jokes 
and and you know based on the character's actual like the character doesn't even know they're being joked about but they have a personality throw jokes in it. i thought i'd have like a really fun narrator like charles thought that tequila was a good idea that yeah time. exactly <laughs> and then narrator says it was not <laughs> <laughs> we can make recordings for you of those <laughs> if you plan. need me i'll go around and be like if you start tequila do it up that actually would be a good soundboard to make for uh phones like just uh, a <laughs> quick tap it after you say it a statement or whatever yeah. <laughs> it went splendidly <laughs> you pick your own um narrator voice Ooh, that would be cool we'd have to we're about to make a billion sh- billion dollars sh- sh- somehow no more about this. trademark gag trademark gag, gag, uh, gag order yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh books books let's get back on track yes Linz, what did you read? Um, well, I read the seconds of Ascender and Deceased this week. Both were oh, very good. Deceased was really good, so I finally was able to catch up on some comic books this week, and number one was way better than you even uh, reviewed mm. it, so uh, yeah. I was quite happy to, to be a little <laughs> bit surprised. Uh, it ended on a bang, that's all I can say. I don't want to give too much away, but some of these heroes dying and mm-hmm. what it is I, I automatically think it's an Elseworld not continuity because there's a lot of other shit happening in normal continuity but right. regardless of where it's happening it's pretty amazing it's, I mean it's like a Marvel Zombies sort of thing but it's different it's different enough where you're not like oh this is just DC doing Marvel Zombies I yes yeah. uh, I, like I, I want to talk about a couple key points in it because go ahead some, no well just Batman having like contingencies and everything. Oh and, well, I mean everybody knows that about Batman. Mm-hmm. But that's not a spoiler. But even then, he doesn't really have a contingency for this. No. So that's kind of a spoiler and what happens to him. <laughs> yeah. All these scenarios and stuff. He's like, "This is ridiculous. I don't know what happened." Really, it is a virus that's half techno and biologically like transmuted. Yeah. Like, and then him saying, "Yeah, Bruce, you're gonna have to kill all these people plus take down the internet." <laughs> And I like uh, that, uh, uh, what's his name? Green Arrow was like, I knew math would be the doom of us. Cause, <laughs> oh, because it's the anti-life, anti-life equation. equation. Yeah. yeah. And I like that doom, or that, not doom, uh, Apocalypse finally, no, not Apocalypse, fuck, what's his name? Doom's dark side. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he's dead already, so from the first one, but yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a good series, and I love these covers. And it all seems to be going towards that Leviathan thing. That you had also mentioned before too, like oh, yeah, this yeah. is like a setup to another event. Right. That's a lot of setup. The Leviathan thing. I read a, you know, one of the books with that, and it was just like it was talking about it the whole time, and then it was like he wasn't even the, it, whatever it is, wasn't even there for like the whole thing. It's barely mentioned, and you're still like, what the fuck is it? I don't even know still. It's gonna be a letdown. Whenever they build anything up this much, it's never good. No, and usually sometimes the build up is better than the actual. Yeah. Climax, like, <laughs> boy, you're telling me, Tony. In, in this, in the the comic that I love the heading, the report, heading. there was like four pages devoted to like advertising Leviathan with and when uh, information about each character. Yeah, it's like I don't we need to know that right now. Yeah, no, it's what it's doing in this book. It's gonna be a letdown. Or is it? Because <laughs> now that Lynn said it's gonna suck, it'll probably, it's probably be, be really good because she's wrong on everything. Yep. So. Yep. She's, she's wrong t- on t- everything. That. Hey, that power is really good. bad for my employer. <laughs> Use your power for good. You know, once you discover what it is, that when you state something, then yeah, say I'm, the ne- say I'm never gonna win the lottery. 
I'm not gonna say that. I didn't. Oh. I didn't win this week. I did play this. You're week being mean to me. I would honestly, I probably wouldn't be here if I had won the lottery. Are you gonna review uh, your other book? Yeah. No, yeah. No. I I'd don't, be in Europe. Oh. Um. So more importantly, I caught up on Man Eaters this week. It's on issue nine. I had read issue one and reviewed it and made Tony super uncomfortable mm. because it's all about periods. It's not all about periods. It's mostly about periods. What's that metaphor? You know, for periods. <laughs> it's mostly about periods. <laughs> Not I question mean, marks, it's more of a point. No, just periods. It's, it's a written language book. Yeah. yeah. Purely um, declarative. So to re-go over the premise, there's this bacteria that exists in cat poop, toxoplasmosis, that has mutated. And apparently everyone on Earth has this bacteria in them already. If you come in with contact with cats, or anyone who has ever had in contact with cats, you probably have this bacteria in your body. Not a big deal, normally. But in this book, it's mutated and has no effects on anyone except girls who are on their periods. They turn into werepanthers. Doesn't that I think I have a bunch of people, people to call in right the real world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this, hi, is... this is ex-girlfriend. I have toxoplasmosis. <laughs> Definitely a documentary. Yeah. It's why pregnant women aren't supposed to change cat boxes. Right? No. Oh. Yeah. Because of toxoplasmosis. We all learned something This will today. be very helpful for my future <laughs> as I have cats. So... <laughs> Yes. I was going to have pregnant women over. <laughs> Particularly Craigslist ad out. Pregnant women plans. only. <laughs> um, so this is following a girl who's, you know, started her period. She's like 12. So this is like her first, her first one. The important part of this series is that there are all these products for boys that don't contain estrogen because mm. they flood the water supply with estrogen to Medical. stop girls from having periods because if you have a, an overabundance of estrogen you won't have your period so they have all these products for boys that are estrogen free pops and protein powders and food and beer and soap and laundry detergent and all this stuff so that men don't have an overabundance of estrogen in their bodies but these Why girls they could somehow accidentally have a period well, I mean, they if just don't want them to have. Are they gluten free? You don't want to get man titties. If you if men take a lot of estrogen, they could develop breasts and emotions. And emotions, yes. We don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I tried emotions once. Makes and you I hated moody it. and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, so these this group of girls decided collectively that they weren't going to drink the tap water. They were going to just start drinking these estrogen-free products because they were being poisoned by the government or whatever. Speaking of which, your tap water tastes kind of funny, Tony. Is it full of estrogen? No. I'm, it tastes really funny today. <laughs> I've had it before, and I'm a little worried. No, I turned What's off the, the estrogen tap. I, I was getting sick of drinking that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that explains so many, so many things. So many things. Basically, these girls kind of just end up turning themselves into to wear cats. No, they they it only happens on their first. No, it happens every period. Moon cycle. Every oh, period. every. Yes, once you turn into a wear panther, there's no way to stop it. It happens every twenty eight. No days. silver bullet thing. Well, you can but is it is it like a <laughs> okay? Is it it's a one night thing? It's like three. It's however long your period lasts, so which then, could be three so to unknown. six, seven so days. Wait, so this is a world <laughs> right. that they know this happens because I the only read the first happens, one right? and I understood it, and then mm -hmm. I kind of stopped reading it. So they shoot these people. They know that they are. There's just random attacks in the parks at sometimes. Yes. Like that's this world that they live mm -hmm. in, and so yep. people go out to the park in the middle of the night, right? <laughs> Well, they Wait, tend to no. kill their families first. Ah. Uh, right. 
So. Lock up your daughters. <laughs> well, and that's so one of the things I really like about this series. Wait, did, will they kill other females too? Are they just like non-thinking yeah, no, beasts, yeah, or right, they sync yeah. up? Don't they? They'll just kill whatever. <laughs> Is, nope. is that, that is actually a There's actually this one scene where they go into this room because her dad just found out that she turns into a werepanther and her mom already knew about it because moms. Um, they go into this room and there's a bunch of girls there and he's like, all these girls started at the same time and he, she's like, oh honey, you don't know anything about periods. <laughs> it happens. They all cycled together. So that they all like turn into werepanthers together. This is a different kind of interesting comic. Yeah, it is. I find myself fascinated. It is. It's super. And there's a a bunch of so in between like three or four issues, they'll do like a non comic issue. So they'll have they have this one that was a magazine geared towards boys called Cat Attack Magazine. Teaches you survive. Kind of like Boys Life. Did you guys ever read yeah. the Boys Life magazine? My brother had one. Yeah. Teaches you like you know survival skills and what to do in case of a cat attack, how to spot a girl who might be menstruating, like all kinds of just <laughs> helpful hints for boys. <laughs> I definitely need to read this comic now. And yeah, then just for the middle part. It's the well, two issues ago they had the they have a book that they read in school that's about going through puberty and has to do with like the differences between girls and boys, which is completely different now, right? Because mm-hmm. girls turn into raging beasts. Literally now, when they get their periods, instead of figuratively, like you guys all think yeah, we do. Right. <laughs> hmm. and, and it's written by women. Yeah, this is totally written by cool. women. So, but if you go through and you read some of like the government propaganda they put in these books and stuff, where they're talking about cats and how to how to get along with cats and what to do if a cat attacks and stuff like that, and how to fix your relationship with a cat. Like, if you just replace <laughs> the word cat with, with... woman, <laughs> it still totally ah. makes sense. Pussy. They use the word pussy a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, is it in the direct like connotation, or is it always like subtle? Like, oh, we didn't no, they, directly they, mean it. No, they they've hopped back and forth. Okay. It's the women who write this book are not afraid of what they're talking about, which yep. is super cool because again, it is a topic that most people, women and men, don't enjoy discussing mm-hmm. or talking about. It reminds me of like when people in the office look at the camera silently, like. <laughs> They say something and then look at the camera. You know what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> that feeling. So I, I you know, I, I read all nine issues again today, so I'm not going to go over the whole premise of the comic book, but I do just have to say that this is still a really good comic book. I think men would totally still get a kick out of it, even though it is kind of a topic that most men would shy away from reading about. I think that it's interesting enough that you could get through it without being like, ugh. Ugh. Is it modern times or is it a period piece? No! <laughs> that was bloody good. <laughs> oh, God. Well, there is a lot of blood in this comic book, too, so you kind of have to, like, get yourself Don't ready for that. And it's, not, but, and it's not, like, from the cat attacks. Like, literally, there's just a lot of menstrual blood in this comic book, so you kind of have to prepare yourself for that because it's always been kind of like a taboo thing. Like, you just don't see that stuff anywhere. So... Uh, it's just weird and interesting and good. Can you prepare yourself for menstrual blood? I mean, I can. Oh, sure. (laughs) Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm never prepared for menstrual blood. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Mentally. Maybe reading this comic could mentally prepare you for it, though. Hey. Yeah, there you go. Let's have a men's book club, and we'll start with this. We'll all be prepared going forward. Sounds good. 
I would love to hear everyone's be prepared collective thoughts. <laughs> we'll put up like posters on like le- uh, power poles around town. Like, be prepared. Come to this book club. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, what do you got? Uh, I read uh, Batman and the Ninja Turtles. Uh, it's uh, volume was second comic of the series uh, where there's you know just a, a universe with Batman and the Ninja Turtles, and it starts off with Raphael, who is actually he has no color at all. He's black and white. Shows up um, in this facility. They're all basically fighting. And he's he's much better fighter than the rest of them. Sorry, Miss Liz. Liz sounds like she's tinkling. At, tinkling. at first, I was like, "Oh, I should be quieter." And then I was like, "No, wait a minute. I don't care." <laughs> the people need to know I'm pouring <laughs> wine. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's okay. Um, so he he's like just hanging out, telling the story of uh how he got to where he is because everybody's asking questions and stuff, and he. Basically, uh, he tells the story of his own his own origin story with the Ninja Turtles, and how there isn't a Batman. So it, basically, it's the original the original story, without a Batman, and um, and then he tells how uh, how he was thrown into the other uni- this universe, and that's because Br- Brainiac no Krang Krang shows up Brainiac. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that'd be great if those two team up. And <laughs> that would be. I mean, you know. Brainiac makes a a better body for Krang to chill in his body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're right. <laughs> he shows up with this like huge ship with um all these characters like sort of uh, chained to the sides of the ship or something, right? And he's there because this is the progenitor, which I don't I've never heard this word before. Progenitor. It's the original um, starting point for the different branched out universes. Mm-hmm. And so he's there because uh, he didn't exist in that one. He's actually a he existed in a in a, a different one, a branched out one. So he's there because he can probably dominate this universe, and this universe has never fought him before. Mm. Uh, Batman's actually chained up to the side of the ship, and the Ninja Turtles go to actually they get chained up to the side of the ship too. But Batman escapes, and I think it's funny. He they're asking him, "How did you escape?" He's like, "Oh, it's a Houdini trick. He had like one of those little pins, and it was <laughs> it was stuck inside a callus in his hand." Oh. You ever heard of that before? Yeah. Oh yeah, I know that some magicians have done it in the past. I didn't know that. They hide the pin but then, in the but then they were like, "But you've got oh, gloves yeah. on." <laughs> you had gloves on the whole time. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, magic! It makes complete sense. Because so I'm bad. So then, uh, the power that the ship had to go between universes, Raphael gets a hold of it and he jumps into the the the, uh, the universe in which he's explaining and stuff. And that's as far as it goes. But it was like kind of interesting because he's in black and white and his universe is black and white and he's not red like he should be with the, the, the mask over his eyes but then he talks about how the sky turns red and I was like what? That doesn't make any sense at all. You don't know what color is? <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I remember I read part of the first uh, interaction of the Batman uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles which obviously it's been a success to have a third right. uh, series about it. Everyone loves a crossover. Yes. Well, a good two, crossover. Yeah, a good crossover. Everyone loves a good crossover. Uh, speaking of crossovers, Doomsday Clock number 10 came out last week, and I didn't get to it, and I finally did. And holy fucking shit. This is like almost the culmination, which obviously it is because it's 10 of 12. We're finally getting somewhere. 
And we finally get some Dr. Manhattan laying down some shit about what's been going on with this series that is now taking almost two years to finally tell. Um, I just have to point out, if you've read Watchmen and any of the chapters with Dr. Manhattan, just the way he talks and just says things deliberately, like, you know, it's it's nearly two o'clock and he hasn't made it through to take one. And then the next panel, it's quarter past two on June 8th, 1954. And then six hours later, blah, blah, blah. Or it's now August 10th, 1955. Just like in the movie. Yeah, well, uh, that's, well, that's that just how his being thing. is because he can see all these different times and he lives in them at the same time. So when you're reading this issue in particular, it's a little jumbled at points. And you don't know exactly why until you find out he. this is where Dr. Manhattan first comes to the D.C universe from the Manhattan, or not Manhattan, uh, Watchmen. Watchmen universe. I like how he describes the moments. Like, he's talking about the first time that girl bought him a drink, and he's like, this is the first time a woman has ever done that. I like how he describes Oh yeah, and I, and I like it too, and it, it makes it so jumbled in a way that you like have to like really pay attention to, d- did I miss something in the previous panel to pay off for this next panel? And ultimately, when he makes it here, uh, he's drawn to it. He doesn't know exactly why at first. And so you're getting this story of discovery. But he meets uh, this this person, uh, Carver Coleman, and that's his first interaction. And so a lot of uh, things that he's discovering when he's trying to do the future thing, he needs a focus point. He can't do it just like he normally did in his old universe. So there's something kind of preventing it, which... It's kind of cool that he's not total uber god in this universe, but still has those powers. Well, in the last in sense. one, he couldn't see into the future because of the uh, the large um, the the explosion the tach- thing the uh, particles, yeah, yeah sure. which created him. Mm-hmm. This it's it's not that, but it's it's something, and he doesn't quite know what it is. But by focusing on this one I person's life, <clears throat> he's able to see the a bit of the future through this one person's life. So. He's sitting down at the a restaurant with him, and the next panel is a different date, and they're, they're sitting there again, and it seems like almost they met on the same day, April 18th of 1938, and then 1939, and 43, and 52, 54, up until 1955 when the guy dies. But they're having this conversation, which seems to kind of almost flow, in a sense, of this person becoming this... Uh, a movie hero because that's one of the first things that John tells this guy that was living homeless on the side of the streets um, after failing at some other movie studio things. Uh, he gets to be playing Nathaniel Dusk from Werner Brothers uh, Studios. <laughs> and I, I thought that was kind of funny and clever. The It's funny, he keeps asking, well, what's give me like my prediction for next year because John's just doing this, living in the moment of the now, but obviously this other person's own time is going forward. So he's thinking he's only meeting John at these moments every year where Doc Manhattan John is sitting here and, and relishing it all in, trying to figure out what's about this world. And then he gets focused on something else, this Superman. And this is where it really gets uh, nuts within... You look at old... <laughs> Superman showed up, obviously always... You know, lands within the farm and everything, but there's been many different iterations of that happening over the years. They're trying to say that it's because of Dr. Manhattan messing with 
the timelines, there was a report of this <coughs> Superman character who lifted this car like a uh, crate of apples, and mm. obviously the iconic uh, action comics, action comics, yeah. and. But then he wasn't in that universe anymore, and he didn't quite understand why. And then he landed again, and his parents died, but then he wasn't there again. And then they showed you know, his parents dying again and repeating, and as if Superman started coming, and the times keep changing. And what he brought up, which I thought was really great for this universe, we always say the multiverse within comic books. He's saying that what he used to think was a multiverse, this is actually a metaverse. Um, this is the universe, universe one. A universe. This is the metaverse that everything branches out of. Mm -hmm. So when things change here, there's repercussions throughout it's everything the else. There it is again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why when you said that before, I was like, "Yep." <laughs> Did you get all excited? Did your lip nip get hard? <laughs> <laughs> your lip nip <laughs> straight out. <laughs> And I think I think one of the best quotes ever from Doctor Manhattan because he's always just like full of knowledge and knows things. He just flat out goes, "I don't understand this universe," and that's, that's one scary. of the crazy things. And yeah. so this Superman is now this person that he's latched onto that he keeps seeing uh, is is someone of importance within everything. In the movie, didn't he say something similar about not understanding? stuff anymore he doesn't he's lost uh his touch with humanity right i think he says that when he's on mars and he's building yeah. that big crystal thing oh and he knows it yeah him. even then is he, he ever gonna get things well one of the things too he's on. also he on mars within this comic book but he brought it up once is he on mars where he came from or is he mars now and then he remembers oh he is here now and there's other superheroes are there to try to stop him and so him saying that this is uh it's in a constant state of change uh, within the the multiverse is kind of interesting within the scope of reading comics in this way because he's already changed what the JSA Justice uh, Society of America which was before the Justice League and was one of the first kind of team up comic books Golden Age. yes yeah. but they don't ever mention that within continuity now they sometimes do nods or hints but that never happened in the prime universe well what it's showing is he took the Green Lantern lantern just out of reach of the first Green Lantern, so he never oh, yeah. became it. I remember that. And, yeah. yeah, within the first issue. And so they Huge explained it a little bit more. Right? And all these small things, he stopped those things from being created. But within turn, the universe is a living thing, is kind of it saying, and it wants to be correct. Yeah. And so things are coming at him now trying to stop him from messing around. At the end, he says that he feels that he's the villain, but he doesn't have the feelings and emotions. He's just curious. Mm -hmm. So he's not really... He's doing these things to see what happens, not trying to be a dick about it, but ultimately he knows there's going to be a confrontation with this man of hope, this Superman that he's now latched onto and wondering what is there, and he also sees his death within it, or he doesn't see anything beyond that confrontation, which most people would think... is his extinguishment. So do they treat him like, do they treat the character almost as like an extra universal being that the universe itself is like an organic thing that tries to create the, its balance and its intended route and then because he's almost like outside of the that universe's organic nature, he's it's almost like a virus type setup. Oh yeah, sure. They don't go into it that they, far, but that's what I feel. Yeah, yeah. That's what I feel in some of the scenes that it's kind of, 
getting he's implying at, that. Yeah, yes, a little bit. It, but. but I mean, he's just they've made him just so overpowered that I haven't seen any of the other big guns like in it was the la- last issue <clears throat> or the issue before. They pretty much had the whole Justice League. So you have you know some Green Lanterns there. Um, you have Hawkeye or Hawkman and um, Hawkgirl. You have pretty much everyone but Superman up on Mars now fighting him. These are some people that have, you know, saved the world countless times. I haven't seen, but there are also some of those little bit bigger guns that they could bring in, like Superman, that haven't gone toe-to-toe with him yet. So I don't know. He obviously can easily, within a thought, stop the Justice League. So I'm wondering what will happen when it comes time to actually fight someone that is... Batman has a plan. Pretty much... (laughs) Probably, but no, because he doesn't know who this he doesn't know who this character is. Well, have though. you seen that meme? There's a meme that talks about all of his plans, and he says, "Well, what about something you couldn't plan for?" And he's like, "I've got a plan for that." And he pulls it out <laughs> and just says, "Punch everything." Yep. <laughs> so I mean, that might work. You, you just need one hit off on Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it, ultimately, this was such a good. I've been. I can't wait till this ends, but I don't want it to end. I'm definitely looking forward to the Watchmen TV show, even though it won't be as great as this. And one of the things I will say, too, within this, because there's always the stories within the stories. There was the the movie that they shot to a couple times of this guy's going to, which I didn't care as much because I didn't feel it really added to what I'm really hoping to get of with Dr. Manhattan's kind of mindset. But there was this overall, uh, I don't know, um, Blackmail pretty much was what it was. This lady was back blackmailing him, which you find out was his mom. But you don't know what she's blackmailing him for. But he's become the a best huge moms use blackmail. Yeah, he's <laughs> becoming a huge like movie star. So trying to figure out and also knowing that he's gonna die and how that all wraps up. But at the end of these books, there's always been these additions and extra meta Doss- stuff within stuff. Yeah, and yeah, files on what's going on. So in it, there was. Kind of like the the play uh, of, or not the play, the script of what the movie was, mm-hmm. of the scene that they are shooting. So it was interesting to read that. But then you cool. also find out what the actual blackmail was from a letter from his mom saying she's coming there and pretty much she's going to release this. I don't want to give that away, but when I read it, I go, holy shit, that is kind of career ending kind of what I thought it would be and is it that he hangs out with a dude with his dick hanging out all the time <laughs> that's one of the things I've noticed too they've drawn definitely there's a lot of penis in down. this book my eyes are up here there is a lot of penis in this book and it makes me mad that everyone got so angry about bad no there's penis. not a lot of penis in this book there is a lot of penis. no there's not they I've... have not they do not show penis really they... no that's not a penis her right version there? of a lot of penis that's versus penis? your version of a lot of penis oh well you I guess, a penis I guess okay <laughs> I guess there was a penis I guess I'm not I am looking for penis in this book currently. Tony, you need to correct how you And there is a lot comments, of it. Okay? Okay, <laughs> get everything. Practice looking at the penis, dude. I look at Except the eyes. that it's there. <laughs> I actually didn't. I was going to bring that up that I'm surprised they haven't shown. Oh, no, drawn, there's a lot but, of it. And, and Lindsay, really, book. his eyes are up there. So. Yeah, well, I mean, that's at rest. Ooh, so. penis. <laughs> now that you pointed out, that's, that's all, all I can you see. can see, right? <laughs> Best penis is on page Well, four. honestly, I was looking through this, and the first one I saw was, like, a side profile of him, and all you saw was, like, a little peek out from, like, his thigh, and I was like, oh, well, I that's that was a his penis. thumb. <laughs> <laughs> so then I went through looking for it, and there's a lot Tony, of Tony, people here. don't have crotch thumbs. I don't know if you do this, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but they have lip nips. <laughs> 
So all in all, a great... So great. Uh, yes, story. Uh, I, when they first announced this eons ago, I didn't think it was going to hold up, but it's been great. And I'm wondering, though, too, because they also talked about how this is supposed to go into events that are happening now. And I almost feel like they've just kind of They've extended this that. beyond. Yeah, the, yeah, of what's going on, of how whatever the resolution is of this is, who knows. Uh, so that's that. The one other thing I want to talk about is Walking Dead number... 192. Holy shit. That's still going on. Oh, it's still going on. It's still great. So is this is this it's outliving anything the to do with the show or is no. it The Walking Dead? Because I started the um, the comics like, you know, way back when it actually did come out. It's like back in Comics are always gonna be ahead of the show. Uh, Kirkman's always said that. And those comics are from the show? No, these comics are the show's based off okay, the comics. No, I was just saying because you know, sometimes they switch up loosely start <laughs> Yeah, the comic show way is better way, than the show. I just gotta say that yeah. the show oh, has right gone off their own yeah, direction, right. and they've made it known that yes, that is now its own thing. They take some elements from it. Oh, good. But the comics don't take elements from the show because the comics have already been yeah. Uh, like I said, they're already ahead of it. Plus, things that have already been planned for the comic book that they care about more than the TV show. Sure, they're getting paid and stuff, and they'll consult yeah. and maybe say hey, we might be doing this in the comic books, but things happen on the show that don't happen in the book. Right. Except for this past year when they... Well, he, he didn't really die, but Rick is dead, or not dead. He got captured. Well, he's dead now in the books. Mm, and that is one of those things that Rick's I did dead. not... They've always said this was Rick's story. I'm, like, shocked in, in a sense of... But you just killed him, and there's still plenty of story. How is this his story? And it was one of those things that, it, obviously, every issue ends on a giant cliffhanger. So within the last issue, he had been shot. Now you'd think maybe he's going to be recovered. Well, no, he got shot up a lot. And it came from someone that most people wouldn't have thought. It wasn't in a blaze of glory. It was in his bed, murdered. And that's one of the crazy things, too, about this book is that anything and everything can happen and some characters aren't really safe. And Kirkman said that he's, no, by the end, everyone's going to be dead. I thought that meant just some of the main characters, but still we're going to have Carl and, and Rick. Yeah, I am kind of at a loss of like, holy cow, I'm, I don't know what to think of it. I mean, I'm... <clears throat> I'm not happy in the sense of I enjoyed Rick. He was the Superman of this world. Mm. Well, if you got a story mm. where humanity loses against the supernatural, right? That's more interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Then oh, we just we recover, we uh, overcome the zombies. Maybe it's called The Walking Dead because the end story is <laughs> well, actually been, all the humans well, have died years the ago. The whole the whole and, point of this well, I mean, like, story, like when they say the. Dead man walking before execution right. in prison. Yeah. That's bit the Walking Dead. Like yeah. everybody's already, they're on their way. It's just how long will they last? No, that's yeah. not why it's called that. I mean, I mean they're zombies. What so. are you talking about? <laughs> it's called that because they all have the virus in them. No, but regardless. that that, that can, I mean, it no, could I mean, be a double meaning. No, I mean, think about it, right? That's, that's fair. Basically, Game of Thrones um, to be the Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, well, he said in the last issue though, we don't like he flat out was given a speech to pretty much stop a war between this their old community and this new the Commonwealth. Yeah. It was like a good couple pages long. It was Rick being Rick and stopping yeah. everything. And there's then the full page uh, of him being like, we don't need to be the walking dead. And oh. 
So and he said he, right and there. then he looked at the camera. Right after that. <laughs> yes. The whole the whole premise of this story in the show and in the comic is that the zombies aren't aren't the aren't the worst threat. Yeah, yeah they're the you backdrop. They're the yeah. environment. Yeah, they learn how to deal with those fairly quickly. Yeah. It's everybody else that they're you have to worry about. Manholes, open manholes all around. <laughs> Just obstacles to get around <laughs> while you're doing something else. You're like, crap, I gotta run from the zombie, but there's a hole in the floor. In How do I do it? <laughs> One of the things I love uh, with comic books is reading the letters. I've said it before, and the letter hacks that The Walking Dead have, uh, they, they really get into it, and there's interesting things that sometimes get peeled back uh, behind the scenes. Everyone's asking for Negan to come back, and they always say, we fucking told you he's never coming back. Just their replies to these people and people that write in, it's it's refreshing than some that seem a little bit too, like, well, that was a little too sucking up, and that's why it got printed, and usually there's not great responses to the people's questions. But uh, Sean and, and Robert get right into it of explaining some of the things they did. Now, with letters, they are usually sent in now and they'll be published in the next book or the book afterwards so everyone responding to things of like hey i hope things are gonna go good with the commonwealth and everything when you're reading this <laughs> and they were nuked in the next comic and... yes and then uh they they had a pretty uh long um this is kind of their area to do a soapbox too so they kind of robert kirkman just flat out kind of was saying you know he's had this uh plan since the beginning he was going to die eventually and then they finally got into it and so he also did want to point out though just because stuff happened on the show this was not influencing this book because that's what a lot of people are afraid of is they've kind of fallen off the the wagon of the show now a lot of people kind of are more critical of the show yeah it's terrible yeah okay it's wow. terrible. I the, saw, moment, I the moment they deviated from the comics I with saw, me, I, I was like, well, I liked what they did with the comics, not this. I stopped watching it so like two up. seasons ago. But then and again, I got more time out of giving up, so... Yeah. <laughs> Win-win. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So, and he's just saying, you know, I understand some people are going to be upset. And that's the one crazy thing, too. How upset people get with character deaths. Oh, yeah. When it's yeah, done so well, emotionally involved in this, you know. Yeah. But when right? it's done well, I would never be mad at the writer of the art, Carl. So he did it in a way that was surprising and well done, mm-hmm. and will have ramifications that will hopefully be closed story yeah. arcs, if you will. Uh, is Rick a better character in the comic books than he is in the show? Because I found him to be very insufferable in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's definitely... He's, he was, like, my least favorite character in the television show. He's a smart, charismatic hero in the comic books. Yeah, he's a dick Always in turning the television the right. show. Rick the dick. Rick but he's the also, dick. he's also super emotional, especially when he finds out that... Um, well, I, I forget if it's in, the, it's in the show or whatever. When he was in a coma, um, his best friend had relations with his wife. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, like, he... Man, he was super, yeah. super pissed. Became a villain in, in those moments, but, like... Man, he was like a regular person. Well, there was was a, in the scenario, and it was written well. That's yeah. why I feel like uh, issue uh, one ninety one, because that was his. He got shot at the end of it. So the last issue, uh, Carl had just so happened made the trek to the Commonwealth, which actually was a good thing, because then uh, what originally was going to happen is the governor there was going to pretty much kill most of her people because there was an uprising, and he's able to talk them down, and they all kind of seem to want him to be the leader so you start thinking and he's like i don't want it 
um, kind of being a Jon Snow. I don't want it, but <laughs> I don't want this. But guy. he's doing it in a way of he knows he wants to go back to Alexandra, and he also sees that if he takes it, eventually people are going to resent him. Someone from this Commonwealth needs to rise up and be the true leader that it needs. And he's telling all this to Carl, and they're having a great conversation. And Carl just says, "How do you know how to always do good?" And he goes, "I don't." I've made mistakes. The thing is, I try to make sure that when I do good, those way outweigh those simple, small mistakes. And I'm looking, I'm thinking about it too. I'm like, there's been times within the comic books he's made mistakes and Mm -hmm. it's cost people's lives. Didn't do it on purpose or maliciously, but he's made mistakes. But what is so great about him as his character is that he has always strived for the good in in everyone and in this world. In the comic books. Yes. So it is emotionally sad to actually see like, holy shit and I can't wait to so if people are like upset with Robert Kirkman for it I mean I I find that crazy that you have to you know put that in your letter hacks but at the same point that's I guess needed people are irrational when it comes to things they've invested time in and one of the letters (laughs) one of the letters within here uh, as we've learned As long as there's good writing, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what happened. Mm-hmm. One of the letters in here was talking about, I've heard that you were saying there's going to be a major death before issue 200, and I'm guessing this person, but it could be this person, this person, and just their they response, never, they're, they're, they didn't name Rick at all. They go, uh, you left someone off. And then the other person goes, yeah, read this issue, and you'll find out who. But, oh, man, uh, I was honestly surprised. I thought after reading uh, last month, the last one, Oh, he got shot, but he'll get better. But nope, nope. He because then he it I'll was get a bunch better. Of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got better. <laughs> oh, and now I'm just wondering. And actually, I will say this too: the one of the this is what really got me within this book was when Carl just kind of drops off his horse crying, like uh, his at horse, the end. His well, horse his, crying. His horse was crying, it's or was he game. crying because he was going <laughs> on his horse? Or was the horse named crying? Right, Ooh. yeah, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I should just ignore that because it was actually before he fell off the horse crying, but you get the emotion from him that he bottled up. Well, so before all this, he was just being kind of like showing no emotions and uh, just like, yes, and they're going to bring the body back to Alexandra. And Michonne says she wants to go with him, but also there's a lot of other people that want to go with him and it's pretty much everyone that he's affected even within this commonwealth and then you just kind of get the pictures of uh it's his is this version of the funeral of the people well these are they're gonna go bury him back next to andrea um this is like the wake and yes kind of the long slow yeah walk and then it's where he just finally succumbs to the grief and falls off and poor carl carl Everyone loves Coral. <laughs> How did you feel when you saw that? Like him crying? Did it make did you, you teary? Little... Oh, yeah. yeah. Did it affect you? Yeah. That's why his you mustache real is emotions? all wonky. It's got tears in it. You don't want it. those. <laughs> <laughs> the tears wash the wax out. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the estrogen in his water. Yep. It'll get you, man. You gotta, that's, you gotta stop that stuff. It'll ruin your life. Oh, so... Like, I could have brought this up when we were talking about X-Men stuff earlier. Have you guys heard that the animated series is 
trying to come back. Yes, yes I hope. I've seen too many reports so. of people saying that it is coming back and Spectre that it's not true. They're trying to. I know. And I've been actually meaning like to just make a post yeah. to say, think of the theme song and now it's stuck. You know, yeah. It yeah. used you to be thank very me later. So the original group that had created the 90s uh, program are pitching to Marvel or trying to pitch to Marvel. I don't even know if they've gotten to the point of Marvel saying, we'll listen to you yet. But they're trying to create buzz, so they're obviously going to a lot of different uh, places and news outlets to be like, hey, we got these ideas. Start writing articles and Everybody stories. Everybody wants this. And, and everyone is sh- talking about Everybody and sharing wants it, this. us included. Uh, I would be happy with it. It has to be like, it has to be like the 90s version, though. It can't, they can't modernize it. I think is what's the your, caveat. What's your idea about modernizing no. it? What do you think is going to, what do you think well, is a bad thing to happen? Like, I mean, the stories can be better, and the animation well, can be a little back, bit better. Though, I mean, but, it, there's and maybe, some bad stuff about and it. And maybe a new Professor Xavier voice, because that voice was... <laughs> oh my god, it was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most terrible voice. First off, I want the animation to be 240 pixels. <laughs> That's the resolution size I want, because, because I'm a, a, a conservationist. Yeah. I just don't want it to be so... Di- Alright, so, for example... This is a bad example because I love the new She-Ra, but like the old She-Ra versus the new She-Ra, totally different shows, right? But if you're gonna redo the '90s X-Men, you kind of have to. You don't do it in too cartoony of a kid way. Right, make it more stylized. Similar to the you original. You want it on Adult Swim? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't but... be a bad thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, well, well, I'd definitely be going to Disney Plus yeah, anything for sure, and it feeds the need for people that want some X-Men stuff coming yes. out because. We're not going to see that in the movies anytime yeah. soon. Unless New Mutants uh, comes out eventually. Yeah, so I'm all for it. I'm, I'm happy for it. I hope that they get a green light. But as you were saying, too, they need to fix some of the things they first. Don't. Again, I will reiterate this. A really great drinking game is to watch the X-Men animated series and to drink anytime Scott yells, Gene! Which is a lot. Yes. Or anytime Jubilee fucks something up to the point where she gets herself in danger. <laughs> which is also a lot. <laughs> so if you really want to get super drunk very quickly. Her character immediately <laughs> screws up on introduction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit them yeah for sure. Yep. It's like, oh, Sentinels. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. It's a great drinking game. Uh, something else that I'm looking forward to is Jonathan Hickman's comic book runs. <sighs> Put that on my pull list this week. So he sent out a tweet this week that is very cryptic, and I don't know how to decipher it, but it looks like some sort you just of. Cross your eyes and it, it pops right out, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's ma- a, it's a sailboat. Eye. It's a schooner. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a schooner. Code. Is it's a sailboat. Just a picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. You. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't wait till he reveals what you it means it or what it says. Yet? Well, I know that he's used. Ooh, uh, you, you tilt it. You tilt it, and it it shows letters. You, you've seen those before. Oh yeah, they're too long. You Hold your phone it. up like right to your nose, yeah. and mm-hmm. you look at them. And you can see the. I doubt it. No one's really Plus found out <laughs> what it means yet. But uh, all in all, I know that the House of X and Powers of X are going to be great miniseries. Uh, obviously, with the What's, what are we? Uh, X, Age of Age X-Men. Of X-Men. Yeah, uh, X-Man. Age of X-Man. Uh, coming to a close Wrapping soon. Up. We're going to get into these books and uh, can't wait. Cross my fingers on that one. What day did he uh, post the tweet? Um, it, oh, today. 
Yeah, you wanted to decipher it, don't you? This morning. No, I'm like, I mean, you can give the internet, I don't know, a good week. Give them a good week and they'll have it. Yeah. They'll have it done. They'll have enough time The last 85 years of research into Egyptian hieroglyphics and compared them through machine learning and, yeah. (laughs) Like that cicada thing? Do you remember that? Mm -mm. There was like this uh, weird uh, sort of riddle picture. It was a picture riddle. And they just put it uh, somewhere. And it was like, if you can figure this out, and it was like a government. Um, Is recruitment it the way they get into the Men of Black? M13? <laughs> or M6, whatever, whatever their government is. It was like Cicada, a number, and then people figured it out, but then it just led to another uh, thing to figure out, and on and on and on, and then it just it was just lost. Yeah. Possibly whoever figured it out was just recruiting. Actually, no, I do think I know what you're talking cicada about. Cicada thing. Oh, I don't know if it was a Cicada thing. I do Tony know Tony watched of the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When I was drunk, so I woke up and thought it was a real thing. I watched this documentary last night (laughs) with Tom Hanks (laughs) narrating. Uh, We got the first look at the Loki series this week from Disney Plus, which Mm. gives us a timeline, which is in the seventies. So after the Avengers movie, when he oops out of the existence of that timeline. Oh, we're talking about it now. Okay. Yeah. Well, Seals yeah, it's been what a month. It's it's <laughs> no, the the hiatus no. is over. Yeah. Um, so now we know that he's gone back to the seventies, which I think will be weird and fun and interesting because the seventies colorful, weird have and they, fun and interesting. Lots of different uh, have they styles shown of costumes and stuff. If he's going to play that anti-hero role, have they really shown what he's going to be. I think that's going to be interesting. Is basically it's a screenshot of him <laughs> in front of a in Times Square where the background is like the Jaws movie on yep. the, the thing. So that's how you kind of pinpoint the timeline, but that's all we have so far. The Loki that disappears in Endgame, right? He He's not the Loki whose mother died. He's not right. the Loki who uh, sacrificed himself in a, in a sense at, in Dark World. Right. He's not the Loki that's developed. So, bad Loki. Yeah. He just got in trouble. Uh, he didn't even get yelled at by his dad. Chaotic, chaotic neutral. In Dark, yeah, world, in Dark world, he gets yeah. yelled at by his dad. And, you know, yeah. he has a little bit of remorse there. He's not looking to hurt somebody, but he'll hurt a guy to get what he wants. He's yeah. hurting yeah, he's right still, now. Yeah, he's still chaotic neutral, not chaotic good that right. the other Loki had become. Right. Yeah. So he's still not good or bad. He's Loki. He's that's Loki. how Loki has always been. Chaos. I really just hope they do an episode where he's, like, gender-swapped. For some reason. <laughs> you know, because Lady Loki was super cool. Mm-hmm. That was short-lived. <laughs> it was. But... It was still fun. Uh, speaking of Avengers, since you brought it up, uh, I found a really cool interactive map that shows the timelines and helps explain to certain people about what happened in which and way. So I'm going to post that, actually, when we post this episode up and probably put it on Facebook, too. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and is this fan made or was this made by the studios? Fan made. Okay. And so it, for the most part, uh, there's a so couple things where fun. I was reading that I go, I don't think that's correct, but it for the all intents and purposes, yeah. it. The shows... Russo, the Russos have come out and said that Steve aged in our in the general timeline. That's no, how, they haven't. That's the, the way they saw did. it. Well. The writers, the, not the directors. Okay, well, they're the but people the writers, who wrote the book, or wrote the script. But <laughs> the directors, and who have more clout than just the writers and how they were directing, uh, they feel uh, that approved that's of it because it's a. They let it happen. <laughs> what are you talking about? So the directors <laughs> agree with the writers. He went into a different timeline because uh, that's the only way that it could possibly happen. Not with true. Everything not else. true. Unless. 
Unless he was always meant to go back, and there was him always existing, watching things happening on TV, hanging out with uh, Peggy. Because what they're saying is you can't ever do that. I can never go back two days later and show up here without interacting with everything because the moment I go back... Yeah, that's back to the future rules. They said yeah, those, they those said rules the, don't count. All the rules you know about uh, time travel are no, not No, those rules are that you can disevolve some people in the future if you interact with the past. They're saying that you can take stuff from the past, but things are still going to go on the way they always happened. I don't think you guys understand time travel. I'm pretty <laughs> sure, I'm pretty sure you don't theoretical either, but, theory but I agree with something that doesn't exist. I agree with the clever or more fun scenario in which he was always there the whole time, and that was Peggy's secret husband that they didn't talk about. Yeah, that, that you never saw the picture. If you go of. back and if you go back and read or, or you know pay attention to the moments she was talking about it or somebody was referring to it, it was a secret husband, and it just it just fits right in there. Who had a secret husband? Peggy. When she got married at the end, she's talking about she's talking to Steve about how she was married and had children, and they show you uh-huh. a picture of her uh-huh. with the kids, but yep. they never show you a picture of her with her husband. Dude, rewatch this. I'm rewatching all of them right yeah, now. Yeah, and you do realize then he made out with his granddaughter. Yeah, I know. Right? No, 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 no. His, his niece. His great, or his niece, but that his was niece. this current time. That was before he went back in time. This was. But if you're saying that he was somehow here, then it wouldn't fucking matter because that's somehow. And he's his he's also niece. like there for the birth or whatever, or like hanging out. He's like. I get to meet the little... He's like, I don't want to hold her. <laughs> <laughs> I've already His made niece. out with this child. I can't. Uh, this is yeah. weird. Yeah. It's not I mean, we all, we all have those weird hey, rules. Futurama right? rules. Futurama rules. Nasty in the pasty. Your own grandpa. So. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> One of the things that uh, has surfaced now is a few behind-the-scenes uh, photos, which cameras were a strict no-no, but it's funny how there's so many of these uh, big uh, actors that have been taking behind the scenes pictures and releasing them. One of the big ones is that people thought when they're filming the funeral, they were told they're going to film Tony's wedding. Yeah. So it's come out. That's why they're all you know in suits and everything. And partly that's probably they were told then and there that it was for the funeral, so they could look a little somber. But I'm wondering at what point did they? find out that it was for a funeral. I really wish they would have just never told them and everyone's standing there like it's yeah, it's, it's all one smiling. shot of movement so like they could have told them that day be like okay this well is- that's more likely what happened and that was to hopefully anyone that wasn't on set that day wouldn't know this was a big you know reveal that he's dead which goes into my next point spoilers people are stupid and there's a petition out there oh god to bring for Tony everything. Stark back. <laughs> now, uh, petitions are stupid, except for in the sense of Game of Thrones needs to be rewritten, the last two seasons need to be redone. But besides that one, which totally oh, has merit. To happen. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Sure. Uh, this one, it, I, I don't understand what fans are trying to get. I think it's, you got to remember, it's not, you're not looking at the people who are looking at the quality of the story, per se. They're looking that, yeah, those are big the man on big man on screen made me sad. I don't want to be sad. Make me happy again. Yeah. Those are the ones who are signing the petition. Yeah. It's it's the simplistic. It's the same answer. people to say a uh, plot hole. Everything they don't understand. Yeah, yeah. I did hear a, a very cute theory, which I hope actually isn't true, but that the a the AI that Spider Man has in his suit when he gets his new suit is actually going to be Tony as the oh, AI. Oh, his voice. Yeah, which would be cute, but also like I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like for me, as like a viewer, that's not that, healthy for 
<laughs> for, for Peter. No, it's not. That's it not would not be healthy. You gotta, you, you gotta be able to look at a character, and especially if they get like a really badass out in their story, mm-hmm. like the best. How are you gonna? Exit go, how ever. am I gonna go out? Well, literally the best sacrifice I could possibly sure. make at this or moment. Or just get old to the very beginning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just. There, there's so many throwbacks, like in the movie throwbacks. That's why they didn't give him any lines after throwbacks. that. Yeah. When he was, you know, unable to talk. They didn't give him any lines after that because that was the line. Yeah. That's how you go out. Yep. Agreed. Beautifully. Agreed. Well, I'm going to cry now. People see that. We need to put, we need to sign a petition to get <laughs> the information the of all oh. the people who post, yeah. said yes to the other petition so we can publicly shame them for their stupidity. <laughs> now, I will I will say, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is being a real superhero in the world. Yeah. He's uh, launching a new initiative called Footprint Coalition. Um, what he's trying to do is uh, get people to solve world problems uh, such as hunger and pollution and pretty much save the planet is what he's doing. So he's being a... Real Tony Stark. He's always been a real the Tony newer Stark, Tony Stark, and not the one that sold weapons to mass, mass destruction. destruction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That character, like him in the movie or whatever, that's that's kind of him. Yeah, I think that's why he played it so well. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, he it was definitely struggles with <clears throat> drug abuse. Post and... Cave, uh, yeah. Tony Stark is post Burger King, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I mean, they're the same person basically. <laughs> they had their one moment of, oh gosh, I need to be better. Yeah, and then he well, just said he's not doing it wrong. He's yeah. gotten he's gotten the ultimate redemption, right? He was literally at his lowest. We he all watched out. it happen, and then he came back in, and then he's had the best redemption, and now he's one of the most famous people in the mm-hmm. fucking world. So you know, if somebody can affect some change, I guess why not Robert Downey Jr. You guys got any other news? I got a couple quick tidbits. Of course, you guys don't have other news. I, I have one thing. Oh, you do? Actually, I have a couple things, but I have one thing that I thought was interesting. So, Devil's Due, which we know from Tales of Mystery, Mercy Sparks, uh, kind of a smaller press, uh, put out a comic book recently about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And on the cover was her in like a very Wonder Woman-esque mm-hmm. outfit. And so they got a cease and desist letter from DC about this to stop printing this comic book, which they had already done. It was a limited run. So they got a cease and desist order from DC Wait, after they had DC already. Comic DC or Washington DC? Comic DC. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now they're in a, the same this world. This whole episode's now. ambiguous. <laughs> um, they had already stopped printing. So it was completely arbitrary. Mm. DC didn't need to. So that what. What? Well, it's uh, it's controversy, right? So it's interesting. Like, yes, it's good. What all, all press is good press. All, yeah, right? yeah, is that what it is? yeah. Uh, so what Devils Do did was reprint the comic book with her in a Supergirl outfit, kind of, <laughs> with um, like Bernie Sanders in a Green Lantern esque <laughs> outfit, and somebody else in like a Batman outfit behind him, but. All over the front of it, they're like, this is a parody. It's a parody. This is totally a parody. Don't take this seriously. You guys know about parody laws? (laughs) (laughs) This whole comic is about parody law. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought it was, you know, super funny just because they were completely done with it. And then just DC coming out and saying, you guys can't use anything that kind of even a little bit resembles Wonder Woman. Pay attention next month. uh, Ocasio-Cortez is going to be putting forth a new 
parody law, and <laughs> it's, it's going to be all connected. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh. Green parody law. You heard it here first. <laughs> then we really will have to interview Josh Blaylock and see what he's got fucking going on at that point. Uh, it's just really fucking interesting. And it's crazy when you, like, I know these people. Tony knows these people. So to have see this on, like, the national stage coming coming across and seeing how they're battling it is just really interesting thing to watch. Alrighty. I, uh, quick one to bring up. Something is already canceled Ugh. after season yeah. one, not even after episode one, basically they canceled yes. it. Uh, yeah. they, there's been some miscommunication with some tax breaks and everything through North Carolina, which is one of the reasons why some of these, uh, films or TV shows, uh, go to certain locations is is cheaper to do and with a production this big for the show they're realizing that it's it's not going to be able to pretty much go after one season and so hopefully there's maybe another location they can find that will be just as good come to michigan we have swamps we don't have, we don't have swamps we have swamps we have bogs we have green screens <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of green screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of stinks for a show that I thought was going to be wonders for the DC. It's gonna whatever their. I mean, it's is the first called. issue, so or first episode. So who knows if it's going to be good or not? But it's really going to suck if it's an amazing show, and we are that, that swamp thing. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> costume, right? How it looked looked great. I thought it looked great. I was excited about that. I think if it gets enough heat, positive heat, they might go to somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see uh, how the season ends and go Florida somewhere. Man. They just go down to Florida and just film Florida, Florida Man and, and then Florida's like all CG swamps. a swamp thing suit on. Scorny Weaver is coming back for the Ghostbusters uh, yes. sequel. Nice. I'm not going to call it a, a reboot because it's, it's not. Legit you know what I would want? Yeah. Rick yeah. Moranis. But oh. I don't see him ever coming back for anything. He is straight which up I totally he's done. He's gone. Yeah. I totally respect why he, he left hasn't. Him. He said though he would come back for certain roles. Mm. I feel he said that he has said that, and That's I feel Spaceballs Two would be one of those that he might come out for. <laughs> oh my sure. gosh. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yes, the search for form, for more money, and yeah. maybe this. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I would love to see him come back money. as well. Uh, here's hoping for that. Yeah. Sure. Did you guys see the new Wonder Woman outfit for the movie? The Golden Wonder Woman. 1984. I'm totally on board with Oscar Wonder Woman. I think she looks awesome. No? And nobody else? I, I think it looks great. <laughs> I thought that I saw it, but I, yeah. I mean, it didn't look that different. Can I see you right now? She looks like Whoa. she's in the movie Tron or something. What is she doing? Well, there's many people that think that's the outfit from Kingdom Come uh, that she had in that. Heard also, I forget what the storyline was, but they also feel that it might come from that as well. It looks so. There's some hot. comic book uh, relatable things of what that armor is. She's all gold. Hopefully, it's not real gold. Oh, cool. It's that a poor metal, and it's not great for defense. No, it's very soft. Yeah, yeah. malleable. Uh, well, she's malleable. soft. <laughs> so Netflix is renewing Lucifer for a fifth and final season so people should be happy about that that it will get a proper send off and one more season to boot um, I already spoke about Good Omens uh, yeah I already I think did I say it here or in the pre-show about 
George R. R. Martin oh. building a stupid mean, theme park. Who the fuck knows? That's to repeat it again. I'll repeat it again. <laughs> is it, is it a theme park? Is work. it a video game? This There's... dude found out there was money in things and just started getting involved in them. That's basically what his strategy going forward is. is like, wait, there's money in this? Yeah, I'll do a candy. I like candy, and uh, so do that. Or he'll, he never knows what he's going to be doing next now. So last thing that I have, which I'm quite excited about, except for I'm pissed that I'm going to have to buy this, but Linz, you know that I like toys. And there is... Feels like a setup. There <laughs> is a new action figure. Is it a Slim Jim action figure? Yes. Slim Jim oh Macho Man. Is Macho yeah. Man Randy Savage the Slim Jim version? You don't even have to like coming it. Out. Yeah. And it I'm looks like it comes in a box of Slim Jims. That is... I'm not going to lie. You don't even have cool. to be a wrestling fan. No. You just have to... Enjoy pop culture. Yeah. Or yeah. Slim Jims. Or Slim Jims. <laughs> you just yeah, have to know the commercials right. where you snap into a Slim Jim. Yeah. So anyone born after the late 80s does not care about this. Yes. <laughs> it's only going to be 30 bucks. That's not bad. Well, that's in your budget. Oh, but well, maybe they'll they'll sort of uh, do another commercial just because it's easy to lifestyle. No. Oh, okay. No. Maybe they'll CGI another commercial. Yeah, like, maybe. Like, they brought Leia back. They can make Macho Man. There's whole concerts. You can go to a, a concert mm. with um, a uh, holographic yeah, the figure. Michael Jackson. That, yeah. And Tupac and... Yeah. I don't know if I can think of the other one. Just recently. Oh, Whitney Houston. Yeah. There's a Whitney Houston one. And people are paying to go and see a... Holograms. The last ABBA it concert tour sense. was all holograms, and those fuckers are still alive. They just hate each other so much. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play this remotely. Build yep, the holograms. That's exactly <laughs> what they did. <laughs> all right, booze in the book this week is Savage Avengers number two paired with whiskey. I don't care which one. Uh, Savage Avengers is pretty good. One. It's pretty hardcore, and it's so, savage so describe to me is it really savage is it hardcore gritty that kind of what's kind the story of, behind I mean it? they got the Punisher and Conan and uh, Venom and Elektra cause you're so, not gonna want like a like smooth just everyone makes so, so it's, it's more like a X-Force type savage. of Avenger group and they just call them the Avengers cause I mean I feel like these people they, wouldn't really be included on the Avengers teams do they teams. Re- refer to them as the Savage Avengers like, is that their te- actual team name? That's what the comic title I, is I called. really want to know if they actually refer to them to their faces as the Savage Avengers. I'm just thinking, if you're going to do a whiskey with this, then you got to do the right whiskey. I mean, you're not going to do, like, a smooth rye whiskey if it's just, like... That's for, like, a casual evening. And if this, if they're truly savage, you want something strong. So keep that proof high. Get there, like, what 80%. Would you, what would you suggest? I don't well, have a specific savage. one, but I just oh, know. Yes, don't yeah, go, I don't go for a standard <laughs> rye one. The, you got to go something with a punch. The, yeah, the the whiskey that's always made me make the ugh face is anything that's peat. So, like, in the Irish mm, peat whiskey. Yes. Because, man, does that taste like burning dirt? A good scotch. <laughs> a good scotch, then. You could do a good scotch and just make sure that it burns when it goes down. and yeah. that. It's too uh, sophisticated. A three ounce pour needs to be an aggressive pour for whatever you're too drinking. Too sophisticated. So. I was thinking Savage, uh, really finely aged pond water <laughs> <laughs> with a bit of estrogen. It's called Petri. In there it's too. called Petri. <laughs> yeah. You drink it, and scientists study it. <laughs> your body. They study your body. All right. Uh, with that, uh, stay thirsty for pond water <laughs> mm. or tap water. <laughs> <laughs> ah. 